0: are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being out here in the sun and just worshiping like you're in a building, worshiping the, our favorite one. So, you know, I uh Brent and I, we were we have these calendar meetings where we talk about logistics. We're nerds like that. We went to Georgia Tech, so it's better for our marriage not to be talking about our calendar every day, so we talk about it in one sitting. So, we're sitting there and we're just chatting and we're looking at our next couple of months and we're like God's going to really have to show up for this to all come together. <laughs> like there's a lot going on. And uh, and we just started, it started being our running joke. We're like, well, God's just going to have to show up. He's just going to have to show up. And then come this Monday, I Monday morning, I'm waking up and I'm like, God, I, I really do need you to really show up. Like this feels like there's a lot, a lot of things on my plate, a lot of things going on and I can't do it alone. And then I caught myself and I was like, I don't want to do it alone. Like I can't do it alone and I actually don't want to. And you know, we uh we are living in a time that we are surrounded by capabilities. Like we are capable people. We have anointings on our life. We're gifted, we're educated, we're we're able to do things. We're able to order groceries and have them delivered to our door. Like this did not happen 5 years ago. The the opportunities at our hand and the, just the things that we could partake in, they're limitless right now. It's just crazy. And, and the, with all the capabilities, <laughs> I feel like sometimes they limit my ability to depend on him. And, and so I was just, Monday morning, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to do this alone. I actually want you And I need you. And I don't want to be just fully dependent on my own capabilities. Because we all are gifted. Think in your head, oh, I can make this happen. Okay, I can pull this off. But how much better and how much more in his hands are we when we are dependent on him? And so as I'm sitting there Monday morning on my porch, you know, I'm just... I'm like, okay, I'm going to just dive into this dependent. What what does dependence look like? And I felt so called to Psalms 23. So I've just been sitting in it all week. And we're going to dive into Psalms 23 today and just talk through it. And and it's been bringing me such life. And there's both conviction in it and incredible comfort. And I just want to invite you into that. Um, In our little bubble of a life, we got a very new golden retriever puppy on Friday. And so I have been in this crazy kick to surprise our kids. So we've been like for the last six months, just why go bowling when you can surprise the kids and go bowling? So we've been doing things like, how can we make this into something surprising and exciting and just a little bit more special? And so we just topped off all the surprises on Friday and walked up, Brent walked up holding a brand new puppy and, they were just overjoyed. They've been asking for five years, you guys, and uh, <laughs> you know, five years ago, uh, my nephew Hudson had an allergy, a severe allergy to dogs, and he lived like one street over, and we were just always at their house to the point that if I had hair from a dog on my shirt, it wouldn't be—I couldn't go into his house. And so, we were like, kids, just pray Hudson gets healed, and we can maybe get a dog. <laughs> And so they were like the most tenacious prayer warriors you've ever met in your life. And they have been contending for Hudson's entire life for him to be healed. And uh, Hudson at five went and had all these allergy tests completely and totally healed. (laughs) So then mom and dad had to, we had to step it up a little bit, (laughs) follow through, but it took us a minute, but uh, they have their little puppy now. So that was, that's been a really fun moment in our world. Okay, so. So I'm sitting there on my porch, and I'm starting to read this Psalms 23, and, um, and I'm going to read it with y'all. Uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Other translations say, I lack nothing. The Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. If he's our shepherd, that makes us sheep. Sheep aren't the coolest of animals. <laughs> they are kind of weak, super vulnerable, they can't really defend themselves. They, um, they, they kind of wander. They're, they're just, they're kind of stubborn. And that is what David in Psalms 23 is comparing us to. <laughs> um, now, with our sheep, we have a good shepherd. Now, shepherds, David spent so much of his life being a shepherd. So I love that he is comparing our good father Um, to his massive experience shepherding. And so he knows what a shepherd does. He knows the care and the intentionality that a shepherd does and cares for and looks after his flock. He ruled over all of his flock. He fed them. He protected them. He cared for them. So we have the sheep. We have the shepherd. And how they interact together is really interesting. The shepherd, he is constantly directing, guiding, adjusting, leading. He finds them water when they can't find water. They're not, they're not on their game enough to go and know in the desert where to find water. I might need another bottle of water. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's, it's hot up here. Um, and thanks. There's security in the shepherd. Like he is the sheep's safe place. He leads them, he guides them, he protects them. Okay, one of our house core values are we hear his voice and we run and obey. And I just love that about us. Like, we, we don't hesitate the moment he speaks. And that is, that is our story as Bethel Atlanta. That is your story. And in John 10, um, 27, he said, My sheep, they listen to my voice. Thanks, Dan. And I know them and they follow me. So we are those sheep that we listen to his voice, we know it, and we follow him. You know, sheep, um, I did some historical research, and these shepherds, they knew their sheep by name. That's wild. And there would be flocks of shepherds and sheep, and or not flocks of shepherds, but multiple shepherds, flocks of sheep, and one shepherd would say, hey, come with me, and only his sheep would come with him. So they truly, like, were Intimately in the know of their father's voice, of their shepherd's voice. And that that is just such a a pull on my heart that we would be people that were so intimately aware of when our father was speaking and what he said and let him guide us. And so they hear his voice and they ran and obey. That is us. So the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. I can't imagine what life would look like if I truly believed that sentence. This is the conviction part of this, one of the convicting parts. I think we all in our life feel some area of lack. Like, oh, if I only had, if I felt confident in, if I could achieve. There, we have no lack, it says right here. But do we believe it? <laughs> the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I lack no thing. Think of that thing that you think you lack right now. His word says, I lack nothing. He's inviting us in. <laughs> I'm picturing the shepherd that he just picks up his sheep and carries them. It's a picture of our father, our good father. <laughs> I, uh, I want to read to y'all in John 10. So Jesus is talking about himself. And, um, you know, he talks in parables. Some get it, some don't. Um, He was hiding this from some of those that didn't catch it. But in John 10, he says, verse 14, I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, so they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. (laughs) I'm picturing this father who draws the sheep unto himself. And, you know, I feel like the Lord in our seasons, in our history, he gives us a foretaste of what's to come. And it's funny, Dad was mentioning the youth group days some of my favorite memories and favorite moments of leading and just encountering the, the Holy Spirit were in those early days in this house, um, in their you know, garage, with our youth groups. And I want y'all to just, you know listen, like go into the story with me, but we were we were, I don't know, I was 20 something, and we had this very powerful, excited, Worshipful um, youth group, and these kids like we had our own worship band, and they were actually good. Like they were they were like anointed to lead. They had been playing music their whole life, and they actually invited the the students into worship, and the presence of God was so thick and amazing, and um, it was just it was it made me so grateful for youth, like our youth, our youth worship. Like Brent comes home. And he's like, these kids are so passionate. They go after the Lord. And I just love it. I mean, like the Jocelyn over there, she just leads with her guitar and leads our kids into encounters with there's so many of them. And I just, there's such passion in kids, leading kids. They just invite them into encounters. And so I'm in those moments. Like literally, Brent comes home every week. He's like, Man, those kids. They are just going for it and leading, and it's so beautiful. And, you know, they're going on a youth retreat in two weeks, and they're going to encounter the Lord and worship. And so those are just some of my moments of, like, oh, these are, like, moments that draw a line in the sand as a kid in youth ministry. So I'm just so grateful for what y'all are doing. (laughs) I'm so grateful. So we're in our youth ministry days, and these kids are leading worship, and kids are feeling the presence of God, and it's just beautiful. And... And, uh, and one day this new kid comes and he's gothic and he, dre- it, gothic is not, I don't think it's a, as much of a theme now, but they dress fully in black. Um, they wear fishnet wherever any bearskin was showing. Uh, they kind of prided themselves on not doing the cool things. So they were not like involved in all the activities the rest of our youth group were in. They weren't in sports. They weren't in all the stuff. And this kid, he came, and the next week he brought three or four friends, and the next week five or six or ten, and these kids were not um, from Christian homes. These kids were, they just heard about us, and the Lord was drawing them, (laughs) and it was one of the most unique seasons in our youth because we had 30 or 40 kids, that I would grown up with my whole life, and they were in sports and involved in school and, and all the activities. And then there was this 20 to 30 Gothic kids that they didn't have much in common with our kids, and they dressed differently, and they, but they started encountering God. <laughs> and they, they, they worshiped. They, they were, in love with the king, like they were invited into worship by our worship band. And we had no strategic plan to get them there. (laughs) Like these kids, I didn't know. I mean, eventually we started picking them up at their houses, but we didn't, we didn't invite them. They, they were, they were drawn by the Lord and drawn. And, and I feel the Lord on this so heavily because he's, he's turning a, a page And he's the one who invites them in. And there are these words about our church and our property. And one of them, it's so beautiful. Uh, It's a picture of like some John Deere tractors in that field. And angels are sitting on the John Deere tractors. And there's children running in the fields and dancing. And the harvest is so great, the tractors are. Ready to pull in the harvest and this is our shepherd he's the one who's gathering the people he gathered these gothic kids that I had no inroads with i I couldn't go to their sports games I, they didn't they didn't play soccer in the afternoons i did, I didn't know how to meet them, but the Lord he drew them into his fold <laughs> He drew them in. He invited them in. And that's our call. That is who we are as a house. The Lord it will be drawing people into this house. The harvest is coming. And it was so fun. I'm like thinking of this sermon. I'm like, oh, I hope I hope Zaina sings the harvest song. <laughs> and sure enough, we don't plan things that well. <laughs> Zaina and Vanessa just listened to the Lord. And I'm like listening and singing this song today. And they're... The, the lines in the song, um, the harvest is here and there won't be walls to contain it. There won't be minds to explain it. We lay off all earthly agendas. And I'm thinking, oh, that is the word of the Lord. We won't be able to understand. I did not understand how these gothic kids came to our youth group. There won't be minds to explain it. <laughs> but they came. They were drawn. And, and I just think we're in the season shift of the Lord inviting people into his fold. And I want us to be ready as a church, ready for that harvest, because it is coming. He's, he's bringing him. And we, I just want us to be so ready. I felt a shift a few weeks back, and I'm like, okay, the Lord's inviting them in. And all this talk in Psalms 23 about a shepherd and his sheep— This is the sheep of his pasture, and then there's room for more to come into it, and this is the more. These are the ones that are coming, and so um, I am just waiting for the day that people walk on our property and get saved and healed and delivered. That is a word, and so I know that God gave us this testimony 20 years ago in the youth group days because of this. He gave me a picture of what it looks like for people to be drawn and not know why they're drawn. They're going to be drawn here and not know why. Drawn to our wonderful, good, faithful shepherd. I love it. Okay. Back to Psalms, um, verse 2, 23-2. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. Um, there's also waters of rest. Now this is, this is unique to shepherds as well. They're in, in the desert. They're having to find these calm waters. I love what Justin was saying today. They're, they're looking for the waters, the stillness. Um, And you know, he settles us. He stills us. These, these sheep have to be full to go and just lie by these waters. They have to be full. And you know, I've been on this journey. I'm letting y'all into a journey. I'm I'm still in the journey, but I've been on a journey into finding rest in the Lord for a handful of years. And um I'm a I'm a i am ai am live a full life, but I also know the Lord has a portion for me for rest. And so I've been um really just like trying to Sabbath for the last three or four years, like take Friday night off till Saturday night and we just order pizza on Friday night so Brent doesn't have to cook and I don't have to cook. And we hang out with the kids. We worship and just delight in him. And I have been, we've been cultivating that. And it's like a journey. Like we have major flops that I'm like, well, this wasn't restful at all. <laughs> and and that happens way more than I would think a couple years into this journey of trying to just add this principle and practice to my life. And so... Um, the last few weekends, I have like set us up for success. I'm like preparing us for rest as a family, like getting all the, we like get our chores done. We like clean the house. We're ready to just rest and enjoy each other. And literally a couple weekends have been just flops. Like I'm like, I don't know what ruined that, but we were not restful. Like something came up and it just felt like I need to find that rest that he's promising us. And so um, last weekend, it's funny, Dad brought up this race, but last weekend we were planning to go to a race, and uh, and it was Thursday, and I was like, okay, leaving, driving five hours to Asheville to go run in the mountains, and that's very exerting, and sleep in a, you know, a house, a, a bed that's not mine, and and be around people for three days, that does not sound like rest. <laughs> and I have horribly failed the last two weekends at finding rest. And so I'm I'm there with the Lord and I'm like, God, what do I do we do this? Like do we do we go on this weekend? I'm signed up and we're we're gonna go on this race that's way more miles than I'm prepared for. And and uh and I felt him invite me into his rest. And you know, like I I am such a believer in principle met with power. And I had been like the last prior weekends just saying, okay Here's how I'm going to do it. Here's how I'm going to control my rest. Here's how I'm going to rest and do the Sabbath. And this Thursday, coming up for the race, I'm like, okay, God's inviting me to rest in the most non-restful of settings. <laughs> I'm going to go run in the woods and wake up at 3 in the morning to get on a bus, to go to a mountain, to run. And, and, and it was crazy. I got home at 8 o'clock on sunday night and i actually felt rested <laughs> and i had spent the prior two weekends doing nothing and not feeling rest and it was the lord and he said you know he reminds me matthew eleven twenty eight, 28 come all you who are weary and burdened and i will give you rest and it felt like the perfect meeting of like i just have to ask you father for this like i'm never gonna I, i'm a believer in the principles and I'm a believer of the power just coming and rushing in and meeting me. And so it was just this most beautiful moment. Like, okay, I'm not in control. He's in control. I get a rest in him. He's the good shepherd. He leads us by the still water. He gives us the rest. And that peace of God, it surpasses understanding. And and it was, it was his. And it was so great. It was so beautiful. Um, Uh, Next verse says, he restores my soul. Oops. (laughs) Great, thanks. It's ready. (laughs) The next verse, it says, he restores my soul. Um, Some translations say he refreshes my life. We could all use some refreshing. Um, He brings me back. He leads me in the path of righteousness. You know, I I also love what dad was saying this morning about the kindness in his voice. He is just the wonderful, wonderful shepherd who just steers his sheep. Like we can go off course and this is why we know his voice because the kindness in his voice says, hey, nope, 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 you're off there. And I just find the most incredible safety in his voice. Do y'all find that safety? Like I don't want to do it on my own. I don't want to do anything out of my own ambition I feel such safety saying, okay, the Lord said this. And the moment he changes it, I'm going to be listening. And the moment he corrects, I want to be like, oh, I'm sorry, Lord. Let me repent and let me, let me redirect and join back, you know, the place you're guiding us. Uh, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death or deep darkness, I'll fear no evil for you're with me. You know, uh, the darkness is no fun. <laughs> The unknown is no fun. And I think the one of the most beautiful parts of that moment is knowing his voice and growing in depth with his voice. Like some of those hard seasons, you would never, ever want to live again. (laughs) You're like, oh, no, thank you. I'm not in the mood for that season again. But I think there's an intimacy of knowing the shepherd's voice because that's all you can see. You're like, I don't know where I'm going, but you're leading me. You are my shepherd. I'm following where you're going. And so, you know, sheep, they don't have a defense mechanism. They really, they can't defend themselves. And he's our great defender. (laughs) He's our great protector. He's our great provider. Like this, this sheep picture as, as unawesome as the sheep are, (laughs) this shepherd's looking pretty awesome right now to me. Like, He's covering. He's guiding. He is leading in the darkness. And his voice is only just, I think his voice is getting louder in the darkness because we are depending on it more. I want to be those people that are so dependent on the Father. You know, that darkness, I think it's, um, it's hard to articulate what that looks like. The valley of the shadow of death, you know. Um, but fear... It wears a lot of masks, you know? I think it's easy to say I'm not afraid, but I think fear, it can look like insecurity. It can look like anxiety. It can look like, oh, I'm not sure what's gonna happen and I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant. And those are the moments he's inviting us into. He's inviting us to walk with him and to hear his voice. You're on the staff, they comfort me. I am just so confident that the most safe comfortable place is one that is led by him is one to be led by him is our safest place it's our home (laughs) you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies you know um that voice of the accuser he's preparing a table for us he's the one sitting next to us says, you anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. You know, Jen has said this so beautifully. We want to be a people that are full to overflowing. I don't want to be pouring out of my own effort. Like our own effort is exhausting. He's inviting us in. I prepare a table before me. I anoint your head with oil. Your cup overflows. That's an abundance. That's a Abundance of him in his kingdom, abundance of our relationship with him. And surely goodness or beauty and mercy and love will follow me all the days of my life. I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You know, this is so beautiful. Uh, I think this looks like his beauty and his love is chasing after you. He's not only going before as this great, wonderful shepherd. He's chasing after us with his beauty. Do we feel that? He's chasing after us with his love. And there's just an invitation to just be fully and utterly dependent on our good shepherd. You know, he's not only leading us, he's also... Coming from behind and chasing us down with his love, he's he's drawing, he's drawing us all to him. (laughs) He's he's wooing us into his rest. He's drawing us into his presence. He draws us into his kindness, and I just feel this invitation that anyone who hasn't met this great shepherd. There is an invitation today that if you are online, you can you can put something in the comments. But there is an invitation to be one of his fold, to be one of the people that get to fully depend on him. He is invited. He doesn't want us to do it ourselves. I mean, I started like, well, I can't do it alone, God, just joking around. But I don't want to do it alone. <laughs> we don't. We can rely on our own gifts, our own everything, but why? <laughs> he's so much better. He's so much better. He, we lack nothing in him. He provides. He protect. He protects. He's our security. And and he wants that for all of us. And if that's never been an invitation for you, um, I would just. Is anyone in the, in the outdoor space, not the room, anyone in the outdoor space, has anyone ever not accepted that invitation from this good shepherd? I just want to invite you, if there's anyone here, that's great, that's great. Yeah, I am just preparing my heart for him calling forth the fold. Like he's enlarging the fold. He draws them in. And as we you know, as we go about our our weeks, can we be his sheep? Can we fully depend on him? Can we trust him to pick us up when we're going the wrong way? Can we trust His, his rod to correct and guide and redirect? Because that is the safest place. It's the most beautiful place. It's the most secure place. And just can we approach life like, oh, the Lord's my shepherd. I lack nothing. What does it look like to lack nothing? It's like you have the richest dad with the biggest checkbook. You lack nothing. It's like you have um, just the security in who your father is, our great shepherd. So I'm going to pray over us, and, um, and then I'll call up Mike. God. I just I just love you so much. And I'm so grateful <laughs> that you want to be our shepherd. I'm so grateful that you call us by name. I'm so grateful that you draw us to yourself. I'm so grateful for your voice, Lord. <sighs> Lord, can we just be people that are intimately aware of your voice and people that just run and obey, that people that love the kindness in your correction, that there's safety in your correction. Can we be people that just are in awe of our great good shepherd and get our, put our full trust in you in the darkness, that we can put our trust in you our great Shepherd, God, we just we are just grateful that you have our have our hearts and mind. We're grateful that you know our name. We're grateful for your kindness. And if there's anyone out there in um, in the on the web that has not yet met you, Lord. We just, I would just say, draw people. Draw people that have yet to meet this great shepherd to you, Lord. And we say we are ready as a church. We say yes to the harvest. We say yes to the angels in the pasture with the John Deere tractor pulling in the harvest. Thank you that you draw us. (laughs) Thank you that you invite us in, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.